Ladies and gentlemen, here is the latest bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. Step into the This is Macabre Grimoire with Airy Show, Travis Nye, and Robert Maley. Welcome to Macabre Grimoire, Chapter 12. I'm your host, Aerie Show, here with my co-host, Travis. <laughs> and Rob. Hello. <laughs> I-, I wanted to sound like I was in that fire yeah. thing. Yeah, you did. That was really close. Thanks. We are, today we are talking about aliens. Uh, specifically, we're talking about the, yes. the very recently uncovered uh, apparent successor to Project Blue Book, which, if you aren't familiar, it was the very first, like, legitimate U.S. government looking into UFOs program. And ever since Blue Book, the U.S. government has been like, well, we don't we do not do that thing anymore. We don't track UFOs. We don't re- investigate that. That's <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> so this is one that was recently declassified. And the weirdness rabbit hole on this one just gets deeper and deeper as you go. So... First off, the program is called the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program, and uh, it was uh, basically exposed via a bunch of Freedom of Information Act requests that were put in. It turns out, and then it w- and then these made it into a New York Times like cover story that was like a very big deal uh, in 2017. Uh, but here's the deal: the organization. What's even weirder is the organization that filed for these Freedom of Information Act requests that blew this whole thing wide open is run by the front man for the band Blink-182. Yes, Travis! <laughs> Wait, me? No, not you, Travis. Other Travis. So, uh, so today we're going to explore what do uh, the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program, the To The Stars Academy, which in itself is like a weird science supervillain cult thing we're going to get into and then uh, Tom DeLong, the uh, lead singer for Angels and Airwaves and Blink-182 I was wrong, it's Tom, not Travis because Travis does something else anyways, yeah right sorry, sorry you're all good (laughs) so definitely was not me definitely (laughs) so let's see, where where do we begin here Tom DeLong is the co-founder and uh, interim president and interim CEO of an organization called the To the Stars Academy of Arts and Science. Now, this entity in itself is pretty wild. It's just a whole bunch of like scientists, researchers, engineers, futurist. Which how do you get futurist in your job title? I fucking want that job title anyway. Uh, <laughs> And just like, yeah, really, really powerful, influential. Really is the historian. You could be the futurist if history repeats itself. Although technically I could be the futurist because I'm the psychic. There you go. There you go. So we got two-ish. Now uh, I feel left out. Well, you could be the futurist because you're like... um, Already planning for tomorrow? Yeah. 
There you yeah. go. Yeah. That's, that's our hook. Hey, it's all about to the stars, guys. Looking forward, looking to the future. Right. Future tech. So, anyway, uh, this company, he started it in uh, 2015. Uh, and is pro- he is primarily engaged in the entertainment sector. Yeah, no shit. Uh, his career spans <laughs> over two decades, selling 25 million records worldwide. Blah, blah, blah. He's awesome. Yeah. Blink-182, Angels and Airwaves. Uh, and then he's also uh, worked with uh, Really Likeable People, which was a parent company of an international cons- consumer lifestyle brands, Atticus Clothing and Macbeth Footwear, etc., etc. He actually has some serious business chops. Mm-hmm. Um so he, anyway. he would make a really good, like, where are they now story. Well, where are they now? But he's also, like, where is he's he? still putting out, like, Blink-182 yeah. just put out an album. What is he doing? See, this whole <laughs> world doesn't exist to me. I gotta, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna look up Blink-182. Good. That's you what said, I'm gonna do. You need to discover Enema of the State. The, okay. The all-time best album of theirs from the, from the mid to late 90s. Okay. Uh, when I was a teenager, that was like the greatest album ever. It's brilliant. Right. We, brilliant. Had a, we had a 10-minute conversation uh, on the Dresh Code the other night with a bunch of musicians about how hot the nurse from the cover of Enema of the State was back in 1995 or whatever. Everyone was talking about, what's your favorite album cover of all time? And half the musicians in here were like, Enema of the State. <laughs> nice. Because of the nurse on the front of it. Okay. okay. So yeah, it's it was a it was a big deal. He's a big deal, and uh, but normally you think celebrity frontman for a rock band or whatever. Okay, so he put together some money and he's got this crazy project or whatever. But if you dig deeper into this, in addition to like blowing wide open uh, like government conspiracy where they are actually actively investigating UFOs, not to mention how weird the UFO footage is in that it, uh, which we are posting links to all these videos that they released along with the original New York Times article. Uh, just incredible stuff where you hear the aviators being like, what the fuck is that thing, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, and what's crazy, it, so it gets even crazier, is that the, let, let's see, what did he call him? He's the head, of, head intelligence officer for uh, this organization, this To the Stars Academy. Mm. Is, his name is Louis Elizondo. And the part of how he knew to ask for these videos was that he was the head of this research, this advanced aviation group that was in charge of researching it. But he was fed up with all the secrecy and stuff like that and how much the government tried to cover stuff up. So he left that organization and was hired by these guys as a consultant. Nice. So now he's like one of their heads of technology. To give you a little background on uh, his career, according to the uh, art, the To the Stars Academy, uh, Here's his background. His career is at, was as, as an intelligence officer whose experience includes working in the United States Army, the Department of Defense, the National Counterintelligence Executive, and the Director of the National Intelligence. As a former special agent in charge, Lewis conducted and supervised highly sensitive espionage and terrorism investigations around the world. As an intelligence case officer, he ran clandestine source operations through Latin America and the Middle East through the middle of the height of the war on terror. Wow. Okay. Mm. Most recently, Lewis managed security for uh, certain sensitive portfolios of the U.S. government as the director of the National Programs for Special Management Staff. For nearly the last decade, Lewis has also ran sensitive aerospace threat identification program focusing on unidentified aerial technologies. 
Luce's uh, academic background is in microbiology, immunology, and pastorology. Parasitology. Parasitology. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, with research experience in tropical diseases. Luce is an inventor and holds several patents. So basically it's like, okay, Tom DeLong, you know, is a pretty talented guy. He's got this guy who's pretty talented. It's like, mm-hmm. holy shit, this guy sounds like he could be Tony Stark. <laughs> and then it gets even crazier. No! I, mean, you're, you're, I can't handle it! Too much crazy! Too, too much, much crazy! Too much, Antonio! Too much! Too much! <laughs> too sexy, Antonio! <laughs> okay. Sorry we lost Robert. We'll be back in just a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Robert's lost in a, a, a 90s SNL hole again. <laughs> so here, here's a list. Here's just some highlights, but they had pages and pages of these people who are like, I mean, I swear to God, it the janitor at this place must have like three PhDs and be like a theoretical physicist. Here's some of the the people working there. There's Jim Semiven, who is the vice president of operations. In 2007, uh, he founded a consulting firm called Jim Sem One. That's very original. Uh, and after after his retirement as a senior intelligence service member for the Central Intelligence Agency. So lots of spooks in this organization. Uh, primarily worked as a consultant for the intelligence community on classified topics, uh, including leadership training, tradecraft, uh, countering weapons of mass destruction. Uh, he was also retired from the Central Intelligence Agency's Directorate of Operations after 25 years as an operations officer, both overseas and domestically. Okay, so that's... That's a holy shitload of connected. It's like he named his company after his first screen name. It is. I, you think Jim Sem was taken? So that I think Jim. There. It was Jim Sem one at AOL.com. Uh, <laughs> and then he was like, "What's the name of my company?" Ah, Jim Sem one sounds pretty good. <laughs> of course, being as he's been in, in the intelligence services so long, he he probably killed the guy that invented AOL and then gave it to the guy that actually took credit for it on behalf of the government. Dun, dun, dun. What? So, uh, next we've got uh, Hal Putoff, Vice President of Science and Technology, because this place clearly doesn't have enough science. Uh, since 1985, he served as President and CEO of EarthTech International, Director of the Institute of Advanced Studies in Austin, published numerous papers on electric being electron beam devices, lasers, space and space propulsion, and has patents issued in lasers, communications, and energy fields. So Dang. like like I said, we keep moving further and further into like Bond villain Tony Stark territory here. Yeah. Uh, his professional background spans more than five decades of research at General Electric, Sperry, uh, the National Security Agency, Stanford University, SRI International uh, just like a who's who of organizations yeah. that work on clandestine, you know, DARPA initiative kind of like stuff. Uh, corporations, foundations, and leading edge of technology. Yeah, no shit. And future technology trends. So where do these people get their money to pay themselves for this? Is this... They are... It's... Uh, right now they're like in an angel investor phase, but they okay. are actually selling... Like, you can invest on it on their website, which I'm guessing that's part of the, the shtick or whatever. Right, yeah. Is that... Yeah, like they, they just had their like IPO in Texas, and then in another state they're going to roll out an IPO where you can buy shares of the company and stuff like that. And it just it's going to put out crazy tech and research UFOs and put out albums. I mean, it's just it's like the most ridiculous company. But and you'd think it was just insane, it, you know, like the dumbest thing ever, except for 
you know, it's like you've got people who are literally like inventing anti-matter weapons over here, right. being like, "Look what I can do!" It's like, okay, shit. So I'm guessing angel investors are just like, "Shut up and take my money." <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't kill. This me. is awesome. I want my yeah. name on it. Yeah, exactly. They want <laughs> they want to own a piece of yeah. the guy that invents transporters or something. Yeah, right. Much. So just a few more, in- or actually one more interesting person here. This Steve Justice, who's the aerospace director for the company. Uh, let's see, he's tasked with leading their effort to examine the possibilities of emerging sciences and technologies. This team will work to define advanced systems, exploring uh, radical technologies, prototypes, and promoting concept, or promising concepts, and develop operational systems that shatter conventional thinking. Uh, he entered the defense aerospace industry in 1978 after graduating from the Georgia Institute of Technology. Pretty, like, okay, yeah, aerospace engineer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see, after 31 years, he just retired from as program director of the Advanced Systems for Lockheed Martin Advanced Development Programs, better known to, you know, aviation nerds like me as Skunk Works. Skunk Works is the little, little think tank that could that invented stealth technology among many many other things yeah uh they got their name from a little abner cartoon that had a skunk that was precocious or something back in the like the 60s or whatever when they started working on like the blackbird and stuff like that yeah my uh my aunt actually used to work on stealth fighters in texas awesome like just out of fort worth i think so she has like a whole bunch of pictures and stuff of actually being in there working on those. It was really cool to see those. I'll bet. Yeah. So uh, that that the reason I had to share that background was for me. I hear Skunk Works and immediately I'm just like, holy shit. Okay. <laughs> like you already know. Yeah. Just like if there's anyone on Earth, if let's do the long shot here and say that the government actually has like captured UFO parts that is incorporating them into secret experimental aircraft, Skunk Works would be the guys who are actually working on that. Nice. Mm. It's like the very cutting edge of aviation So he technology. knows why we have cell phones. Exactly. <laughs> he, he knows that it's Andorian technology that allows us to have cell yes, phones. Yes, yes. See, I told you. And then their director of global security, of course, is the Luis Elizondo, the guy we were just talking about who blew it wide open the whole uh, advanced aviation group. Oh, wow. So, I feel like I've been talking really fast and talking a bunch. So, in a nutshell, all these guys got together, and Tom, this is what I know. What do you want us to do at it? And he just says, throw some science on it. Yeah, throw money and science at crazy, crazy shit. I like it. I love it, yeah. And so, we've linked to the the website on here. So, it's like, there's a lot to unpack here, because it's like, even ignoring the crazy celebrity, you know, science academy slash you know, music project right. that, is, that is the Tutor Stars the Academy. This this story would be worth us talking about alone just from the fact that holy shit the government really is like researching UFOs like as recently as twenty thirteen and going, What the fuck is this? We have no idea. We need to get on this and figure out what's going on. Yeah. I I like Which, it. you know so many of our UFO accounts and stuff like that as I've been doing research for future episodes it's like so much of it is like it's you know it's heyday was really the 50s the 60s and 70s and you get some really interesting ones in the 80s and 90s but they're much fewer and far between than in the mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the Halasian days yeah. of of uh, the UFO I think what I like about this one is that it doesn't like automatically do the green man thing you know yeah. like it's like this is what we know and this is yeah. That's it. Like it's not trying to take off and put theory behind it really. 
which is yeah is something I like like uh, there were some viral videos when I was researching or not viral videos but videos talking about media response to it and so you know a lot of them trying to play out you know they try to take like Neil deGrasse Tyson quotes and they mm-hmm. always try to make it like Neil deGrasse Tyson doesn't like X or doesn't oh, like Y yeah. when, and then you see the actual quote and he's just like no he's just being reasonable about it and he doesn't yeah. ever, ever say I don't like this or right. it's stupid or anything like that that's them feeding words into mm-hmm, his mouth yeah. mm-hmm. but uh there were a bunch of them for this one that was like you know neil degrasse tyson uh shuts down the tom delos <laughs> uh stupid ufo videos and all he said was he's like uh you know if they if tom DeLong has got aliens bring up to times square he's like but in the meantime he's like i'm glad the government is investigating it if it's an unknown phenomenon mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right but you know, Tom DeLonge's not claiming they're aliens. No. Uh, that I know of. I, I did not get a chance to f- watch the whole... Uh, he did an episode with Joe Rogan where he did like a four-hour long... You know, Joe Rogan wow. episodes are yeah. always like ridiculously long. And uh, so I think he might have said a few things on there that were part of why Neil deGrasse Tyson chimed in about, you know, show us the little green men or whatever. Right. But as far as I can tell, his organization is not saying little green men. <clears throat> they're just saying aerial vehicles that we know nothing about and they have technology we don't have. Right. Yeah. Like, look at this interesting thing we saw. Isn't it cool? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> like, that's kind of how well, I Well, there it is again. Three weeks later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and does it make it weirder and make it more feel like it's something sinister that the government is always like nothing to see here this is nothing this is absolutely nothing it's like no seriously i'm watching it it is really something yeah 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 even if it's swamp gas off jupiter or whatever there's something happening here that's interesting right the government's like nope shut it down nope was that a men in black quote uh yes that was a men in black quote. nice yeah yeah but that is based on an actual explanation they once gave for uh a ufo was that it was uh swamp swamp gas yeah, nice. there was a common one in the like sixties or seventies that in this one area where they were like uh, Willow the Wisps, mm. which we'll get to do an episode on. That are like the lights you see out, in the, oh yeah, in the bayous and the swamps and stuff that then disappear and are supposed to be these ghostly spirits that lure people to their deaths and get them lost in the Everglades and stuff. Uh, the claim for those is that those are swamp gas. So okay. th- those are like light emanating from it's that pesky swamp gas, man. Yeah gets me every time swamp gas i just i just can't stand it though when it's like i feel like we're you know fairly level-headed individuals and we can see something with our own eyes and know and it's like okay i'm clearly seeing something i'm observing this real time and the government's like nope you didn't see it didn't happen don't just move on it's like why why are you so concerned with ushering us along and telling us to forget about it and that we like what is you know like there's obviously it's something huge and if you didn't want us to pay so much attention to it then why don't you just entertain us with it you know what i mean yeah like let it ride out rather than saying eh forget about it because i mean just telling us to forget about it's just going to make us want to pick at it more you know and we talked about this in an episode that by the time this is out will have aired where we talked a little bit with the flatwoods monster about Mm -hmm. uh was it 52 was the year? That sounds right, yeah. Uh, where just UFO stuff was just going like yeah. absolutely crazy. And did we did we get it all into the fact that like 
the CIA really started to feel like maybe this was the whole thing was a psyops against the U.S. to like create panic. I think we touched yeah. on it a little bit, yeah. yeah. And yep. so you know, I think maybe that's still part of their mental mentality and why that why they do operate the way they do is that they're like, well, this is you know uh, not healthy for the public to to get too wrapped up into this and it causes panic and mistrust of the government and stuff and just right. I don't know but that seems like such a like obsolete cold war but of course I say that and I'm just like I'm sure there's lots of things in the government that the government does that are obsolete and cold war-esque right. just because that's the way they've always done it right right yeah I mean and and maybe they know a little bit more than we do as far as like if they were to say yes this is real, we don't know what it is, it's possibly alien intelligence, blah, blah, blah. It might incite mass panic, and maybe that's what they're trying to head off, is just this mass panic that, by the way, we have these entities that are visiting our planet, and there's nothing we can do Everybody, about it. Everybody, we need to have a warm welcome. Uh, we're going to have a parade. Yeah. Make some pies. Wait, wait. Attention all humans, we need to welcome our handsome new overlords. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> What was that uh that radio broadcast that just threw the worlds? <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 The, and that. Why gets, didn't I know that? That gets into the uh, actually the the intro to our show. That ladies yeah. and gentlemen, yep. we interrupt this broadcast. That is, I took that from the Library of Congress recording of the War of the Worlds. So. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And if you're not familiar with the War of the Worlds, it was a radio broadcast that came on, and people thought it was legit but what it actually was was i don't know what they're called i don't know the right word for it, it was but an audio drama yeah put on thank by you the theater of the air yep. run at which at the time was run by and this was all written by a big chunk performed by a young orson wells and this helped put him on the national map as yeah. far as like yes celebrity not the tom cruise version of war of the worlds no not that we're talking no. about old old school yeah. the original yeah. So. Which is funny because to them it was old school because it was written by H.G. Wells. So by the time they performed it and made their own Americanized version of it, it had already existed for like 50 years. What? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that's, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I, like I mean, I just want, so. I just want to confirm, like, yes, there's aliens. So then I don't sound crazy when I talk about aliens. You know what I mean? That's all I want, so I don't sound crazy. But because other people would be crazier than me and go absolutely berserk, I can't have aliens. Yeah, this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> yeah. The government can't trust us with this information because they're afraid we'll all go crazy and start killing each other. Right. But it's just like, can you just, like, whisper it to the smart people? That, like, yeah. oh, yeah, we know about this. This is aliens. Uh, <laughs> like, that they're, they're cool. We hang out, like, on Labor Day weekend and stuff at Area 51. There's a big barbecue. Just don't tell Crazy Steve. Yeah. Like, cool, yeah. man, I can I will keep it under wraps so Crazy Steve doesn't get crazier. But thank you for validating me. Yeah. I just yeah. want to be validated. So do we think they're alien? Do you think, you know, we've talked, you know, several episodes now, and we haven't covered the broad topic of aliens. Sure. Do you think aliens are aliens? There's there's several th there's lots of theories about are they aliens that are like a in the classic sci-fi sense they're like beings from another world that are traveling here by a spaceship. Do you think they're alien as in they are outsiders from another dimension? Mm -hmm. Do you think that they are time tra like time travelers mm -hmm. like the whole they're us super evolved from the future and that's why the Greys have a humanoid kind of like form. Uh, that's where that classification comes for super uh, futurist. 
Yep. Yeah, he's actually one who has traveled back from the future. Exactly. And then uh, the another option that is out there is that, uh, you know, people have been seeing, you know, lights in the sky and strange beings that, you know, tell them things, you know, like angels, spirits, oh, sure. stuff like that. Sure. And so there's a really popular on YouTube theory that they are, the aliens are actually like demons or the Nephilim or something like that. And they just change their appearance to go with whatever time period they're... It's like Bumblebee on Transformers. Exactly. <laughs> That's a lot of options. So, okay, uh, I have a whole other theory. Okay. I kind of do too, so you go first. Okay. Yeah. So this is actually one about the whole human evolution and what we actually are. Um, and I actually had this discussion with a couple of my buddies. It was like four in the morning and we we're just talking crazy and i'm like what if we were actually the center of like a nucleus or a cell and everything around us is actually like we're actually inside of something larger like imagine we're like a cell inside of a human body controlling one function and that is our purpose on life is to continue the earth and our daily chores to make sure everything functions properly so all these other planets that we know about are actually other cells operating something even bigger than we know about I've had that thought. Yeah. So these aliens that we see are actually just... Other organisms coming in and checking us out, making sure we're, we're staying Yeah, alive. making sure we're good. They're like, a, they're like a cosmic mitochondria floating past. Yep. It's a possibility. I'm saying. I mean, I'm not saying no, but I'm not saying yes. Yeah. Like, that's why I do good every day, because I don't want my dude to die. Because then I failed us all. How do we know it's a, not a dude? In the general terms. Like, <laughs> calling the car a she. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. It's all right. That. <laughs> it's why it's why you're here. It's why I'm here. Um, so I've been listening to this um, documentary series called uh, Fudge. I just forgot it. It's that with is a weird name for no. A it's by Ruben <laughs> Langdon. Um, he talks to people that channel extra extra dimensionals. Oh, interview with the ED. So these are people that channel erectile dysfunction. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. The 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 sophomore joke is out of my system. Please continue. There you Thank go. you. So we actually should cover EDs. Extra now, trash, now, extra now I envision this guy as like the diabetes guy. No, no. <laughs> so he's actually really cool. Anyways, but he has like this, this several part series on extra dimensionals. And um, there's many different um, theories on what's actually on Earth with us. But basically, it's a combination of a bunch of different things. So um, imagine, imagine like there's billions and trillions, zillions, whatever, a bunch of different souls that exist in the spirit realm. All those different souls have different places to go as far as like different planets and different systems, et cetera, et cetera. Well, we as souls, as we evolve, um, we decide that we want to incarnate here on Earth because Earth is one of the hardest places to incarnate because of its density, because of its environment, because of just the socioeconomic status of Earth as a whole. So we decide to incarnate here on Earth to experience what Earth is like to help our souls evolve to a higher state. So people who who incarnate on Earth want to basically um, evolve 
higher up as a soul. And Earth is one of the fastest ways to do it because it's so difficult and just because of all the lifetimes you have to go through to incarnate. So You know, that, that whole thing sounds like BS, except for... It does bring me comfort to think that the reason life sucks so much is that I'm playing on uh, extra hard or extreme yes. difficulty. Yes, yes. So, okay, so... So are you saying, like, Elon Musk is just like, dang, I chose the wrong planet, I gotta go. Maybe, but it's... But, but so, I'm continuing on. All right. So, we have all existed on different planets and have different experiences, but then at some point we decide as a soul that we're going to incarnate here on Earth. So... Basically, some of us have these other experiences on different planets, which is why a lot of us maybe have a lot of different theories on how life should work. But um, we also, um, people, so these individuals who can channel these extra dimensionals explain that there are many different alien races that are on Earth right now. And basically, Earth is a place where we kind of battle it all out. So if you think about how there's so much um, conflict in, like, other countries across this, you know, overseas, how there's conflict here within just, like, America, um, it's basically we're trying to work our way through all these conflicts that we've been kind of repeating um, generation after generation after generation. And we're trying to see if the next generation can do better than that. So if you think about it in like a Star Wars terms, like how the international galactic or whatever, like all the senators <laughs> get together, like all those like alien races coming together in that big like auditorium, like trying to come to terms with like certain rules and laws and stuff like that. That's kind of like how Earth is kind of playing out right now. So it's kind of an interesting way to kind of put on it. Like, to kind of think about it. I don't know if I entirely believe that, but... (laughs) (laughs) But it is a theory. (laughs) But it's a theory. But I also think that there's definitely... It's... There's not a lot, but I think that there are possibly, like, some alien beings living amongst us already. I don't know for sure. I think it's possible. I don't know, but I'm not saying, like, oh, there definitely is. Like, I'm not, like, all the way into the crazy yet. Um, so, I forgot what I was doing with this. But basically... <sighs> Your first There's theory. ghost aliens everywhere. There's ghost aliens everywhere. We're all ghost aliens. That's my See, summary. See, your, your first theory that you started going with... Um, Almost got me to bl- start thinking about the Matrix, but it kind of right. So, and so well, like you're laying out really, really reminds. It started out reminding a, me of. It's like, really hin- deep. Hinduism. It's a real deep time. Now it's reminding with the whole reincarnating and coming yeah. back to get to a higher plane. Yeah. But now it's really reminding with the ghost alien ghost babies thing is really reminding me of uh, of uh, Sixth Sense. No, um, I lost my train of thought. Scientology. Oh, because that, that's where they believe is the Phaetons are basically these aliens that were that were. Yeah, Scientology is bullshit. But you just but, laid out a like theory that I know. Like, I know nothing about Scientology. Saying, sure, sure, sure. But I mean, but that's not like a hundred percent like what I believe is just kind of like what kind of cool. I've read a lot about. Um, and I totally forgot what the question was because I was I just got going. Scientology, aliens. No, no, no. The first Hinduism. thing. Hinduism. Oh, oh, whoa, Matrix. way back. Yeah, we, we have to rewind it back. I kind of lose track of what I'm talking about. Theories on what aliens are. Oh, so, okay. The purest <laughs> form of all questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, in a nutshell, I do think that there are, like, aliens out there. I think they probably look close-ish to us. Um, 
because of just how like the carbon based beings can arrange their cells. I don't know. Um, I think they can exist in many different ways as energy forms or as, you know, I don't know, but evolution. Yeah. I think it's alien evolution. I think it's just a bunch of different things, but I definitely think that they're out there. I think that they've, they're here. Um, and I think that we all have a little bit of alien in our souls. I hear, I don't know. It's a really, it's a really like weird dive on, on a, on a, probably a simple question, but, um, we should really talk about extra extra dimensionals, and maybe I won't seem so crazy. All right, we're gonna start talking about ED here pretty we're soon. We're talking about ED real soon. <laughs> I think we just this episode we're just gonna talk about ED. That's just gonna be clickbait. Like, what the, what are they talking about ED for? I'm so sorry. Is that a myth? I didn't mean. I didn't <laughs> mean. Just to, I should I should just kept my answer simple. <laughs> I had to do it. I couldn't help it. So uh, you you had mentioned you'd said uh, the world war the world's quote men in black quote and it got me thinking that one of the things I really like and we had talked about this one uh, the cameras and technology and stuff being able to see more and actually just go by what we've seen and not just run with it uh, one of the men in black quotes that I actually like a lot and that kind of goes with this with actually having technology and being able to see these things more. Uh, was when he said that uh, 1,500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was the center of the universe. 500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was flat. 15 minutes ago, you knew humans were alone and imagine what we'll know, the, know tomorrow. Mm. So that's pretty cool. The more technology we have, the more we know. Right. Because we right. would have never known the Earth was round without having technology to right. see it. Right, So getting Although the world advanced. round, the, the world being not being the center of the universe is a good example. The world being flat thing is not a good example because that we've actually known that since... Euclid, the whole people, right. people thinking the world is flat is a, like actually a relatively modern invention. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Okay, Rob, what about you? What do you think aliens are? Uh, let's see. I don't know what the UFOs we're seeing are now. My best guess is they're either some kind of atmospheric phenomenon or they're, I think they're dimensional. I don't oh, think sure. I don't think we're being visited by aliens that can that can travel between the stars. There's something that's preventing that, and I don't know what yet because it seems like you know there's a whole bunch of like different like, videos yeah. of like, different Kardashev level yeah. uh, alien civilizations and how basically in the last like umpteen billion years, if a civilization that hopped from planet to planet existed it would have consumed like the galaxy by now before we even like came into being true but, but as far as we can tell everything is completely empty so what the hell do you so, think it's sorry do you think it's like they keep us the kids so far apart that like <laughs> like you can't touch each other so just leave each other the fuck alone you know like that's why we're so far apart from other planets i don't know if anyone planned it that way i am kind of wondering if it, that's effectively how it works, just because the vi distances in space are so vast. Right, so it's like two magnets. Like you, you don't want to get them close. You know that if we could see, if we could have contact with another planet, I'm being really, really dirty right now. But you know, the first thing that we would start do is like, well, let's see if we can fuck them. Let's see if we can make something out of them. Like, let's get their animals. Let's get their people. Let's let's just fuck it all up because that's a thing that people start I can't I just think that that's what we would do uh, I'm only <laughs> laughing because it's like totally true I know <laughs> it's just like people are like what happened to the Neanderthals did we wipe them out well based on the DNA of like a third of Europeans uh, I'm pretty sure we fucked them out of existence yeah 
<laughs> That's exactly what we would start doing. Like, well, I don't know. We're going to get weird with it. Let's <laughs> just start doing <laughs> we would want to start having sex with them because we just want to see what can happen. I want to know who the first one would be and, like, who drew the short straw. Like, I don't think there it? would be a short straw. I think there would be a line of people being like, y'all, fuck that. Yep. Yep, let's do this. It's weird. That's that's why we, we are the, like, race that conquered this planet. Because, like, there is, like, another planet that they discovered that has Earth-like qualities. It's really super far away. But, like, the, so the likelihood of us ever being able to travel to it. But I think there's some, like, divine, like, being that controls all of this that's just, like, no, you guys are going to be so fucking far away apart from each other that there's no way you're going to be able to survive even getting to the other planet. Because all you're going to do, it, you're just going to fuck each other. It kind of goes into the, the anecdote or the joke, the this is why aliens don't stop here kind of thing whenever you find something dumb on the yes. internet. Uh, it makes me think of, uh, oh, what's the, the thing? Uh, there's a classic short story called They're, They're Made of Meat. Oh. And it's uh, like PBS did it as like a radio drama kind of thing, just a short like little 10-minute skit or whatever. Mm-hmm. But basically it's like, this alien scout talking back to his leader or whatever about, okay, so scanning this system, holy shit, what, what? Okay, so I found a planet, uh, and there's intelligent life here. It's like, oh, really? Okay, beginning the first contact protocol. It was like, no, Bob, you don't understand. They're made of meat. <laughs> well, well, you mean they're like the Dexadels, where they're like part meat, part cybernetic? No, Bob, no. They're made out of meat. <laughs> they 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 communicate by like moving air through pieces of meat and then smacking two pieces of meat <laughs> in the front together, and they just they all they do is just like flap around their meat. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's 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 horrifying, and they're just like <laughs> Jesus horrified. Christ, they're made of meat. <laughs> and so there's no swearing in it, but sure, I, sure, I, sure. But uh, if it, so, if, in the end, after you know having the few minutes discussion about just how disgusted they are and how weird that is that they're made of meat, they're like, oh, so, so do I start the first cut? It, you know what, Bob? Just we didn't find anything on the third planet of this system. <laughs> We're moving on. It's like, you know what? You're right. That's way less paperwork than uh, whatever the hell's going on down there. So. So then they just leave the solar system and just mark it as uninhabited. Nice, <laughs> they... nice. Um, I did like your theory, though, that maybe, like, drones have been sent here to scope out what's going on. Because I don't think sure. anything could survive, possibly, unless there's interdimensional travel where they can pass through dimensions. And that's my dimensions. thing. If there really are aliens yes. and they're, like, abducting and they're doing all the oh, stuff yeah, they yeah, claim yeah. they're doing, then they're interdimensional. I don't think they're interstellar. Because if anybody's got the ability to travel... And this is something we've learned more recently about as we've learned more about how many planets are out there and all Mm -hmm. the different compositions of their atmospheres and stuff is that, you know, people talk about like, well, the aliens are coming for our water. It's like, there's there's water all over space and like one comet could give you like everything you need. So why would you come fight it out with an intelligent species to take Mm. their water? It's like, it's not rare at all, actually. And it's like rare earth metals there's more of those in space than there are on earth uh just etc etc going on about just like re coming here for resources and conquering just because the vast distances doesn't make sense if you've got the technology to get between the stars you already have the whole like getting materials thing from space totally figured out right so so there's no point if anything you're just coming here just to like 
check us out and see what what it's all about. It's more research purposes. That's probably. one of the arguments is that the only like resource that they might uh, like one one thing I've seen before, like on the Discovery Channel, was that presented like a hypothetical alien invasion and what mm-hmm. how governments would respond and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And uh, in that one, they were like the best theory they could come up with for why aliens would actually do that, even though they were kind of like we don't think they would. Right, would be uh, carbon complex carbon and uh, chlorophyll are things that are on Earth that we've never seen on any of the exoplanets and stuff like that. So it's like, so basically, like, complex proteins. So basically meat and chlorophyll are things that Earth has in abundance that aren't anywhere else. So that might be a resource that they would be after, which is terrifying. Uh, But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, they would actually be coming for us. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. Not the planet, just us. Yeah. It makes me feel so hot right now. Like <laughs> I feel so wanted. That's amazing. I've never felt so wanted before. But uh, yeah, so yeah, that's that's. But yeah, like, but yeah, if they could already come here, they would just. I mean, you'd already know, and they'd be fucking shit up left and right because that's exactly what we would do. Yeah. But I also think too, like. Um, a lot of people want to relate it to things that they already know and understand. Because if I get in my car and I drive to Brookings, that's how I know how to travel from point A to point B. So we would logically think, well, if I'm going to get in my spaceship, I'm going to actually fly from point A to point B. Because that's the only way I understand right now is from getting from one place to another. Is I have to physically go there. Whereas these, whereas aliens who understand interdimensional travel, it's like... No, 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 no. You don't need to do that at all. What you need to do is you need to raise your vibrational level from, from like, alpha to, like, zeta or whatever. Wait, and is, then, this, is this legit? Do I need to write this down? Yeah, write it down, man. Okay. And then you can go from from basically point A to point B, but it's not even going. It's actually you're just, you just flip and you're there, you know? Yep. So that's... You're folding space. You're folding or, space, or yeah. Plate. Creating some kind of Heisenberg. You're going into the upside down. Einstein yes. Rosenberg yes. bridge between the points yes. or something. Yeah, that's like right. the uh, uh, Big Bang Theory when Leonard asks Sheldon, he's like, "Do you ever think you'll invent time travel?" And he waits for him, and he's like, "No, because I would have came back to this moment right here to prove you wrong." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes, I love that joke. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what Stephen Hawking did about that. He said he settled time travel once and for all because he he threw he put on this, this giant party to celebrate the arrival of a time traveler, and so he advertised it, and they like carved it in stone all over the place. <laughs> oh, nice, nice, nice. <laughs> this date and this time, Stephen Hawking will be throwing a, a uh, party for any potential time travelers. Nice, and nobody showed up, so he's like, "So time travel's not real." Aww. Aww. Sad. I'm kind of I'm kind of glad though because that's the one thing I think that people miss out on 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 time travel. Like if you travel to the past, right? First off, if you interacted with anything, because like I, I was talking with Amanda about her show she likes and books Outlander, mm. where she travels into the past, and I'm yeah. just kinda like, well, <laughs> let's see. You spoil it for her, don't you, Rob? <laughs> I do. Because I'm like. Well, the superbugs that she would be carrying would mean that she would basically be a typhoid Mary who would bring instant death to, like, two-thirds <laughs> of the world's population, like, immediately. And the whole time she was there, she would have permanent diarrhea because her body wouldn't be able to handle the bacteria on the food. True, true. Stuff like that, which, when you think about those challenges and then think about what it'd be like for an alien interacting with us, yeah, that's what I don't get. It's like, so 
the grays or whatever don't need like right. spacesuits or something to that effect. You know, like the aliens you yeah. hear about, right. yeah. just like little yeah. creatures or whatever. It's just kind of like, uh, I would think they'd really, really need like spacesuits right. and stuff. Right, right. So put that in my notes. If I travel back in time, take a few extra pair of undies. And some yes. modium. And some what? Because you are modium AD. What is that? That helps to stop you from pooing if you have this, if you have diarrhea. I guess I've never really wanted to close that door, so. Oh, I have. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, that, that was an unexpected turn. <laughs> this is probably the most intimate chapter we've recorded. <laughs> I don't know if intimate is the right word. Just uh, maybe a, the TMI edition. Well, we did just talk about more. my personal garments, so. Yeah. Just so remember, kids. If you're time traveling, you're going to be shitting your pants a lot if you move back in time. If you move forward in time, I'm not sure how it's going to work. If you're just going to be left to like eat lasers or something, I don't know. I don't know, but you can always find me, and I will always have a pharmacy in my purse. So There you go. I got your emodium. Just come find me. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so now we know who our supplier is for emodium ID. So yeah. An official sponsor of Macabre Grimoire. <laughs> Street pharmacist. That's your new calling. That is my new calling. So, in conclusion, this is what happens when rock band frontmen uh, set up organizations to investigate the paranormal. The world poops itself in time travel. Yeah, <laughs> and fucks everything. And and humans <laughs> fuck everything. That's the so so. Our main bullet points are rock stars or science geniuses uh, who can who can find UFOs. Time travelers are constantly crapping themselves, uh, but they got. Ari's Emodium AD, so they're okay. And humans will fuck absolutely anything. The those are, those end. Are the end. <laughs> Good capstone on that episode. Thank you for listening this week, everybody. And we will catch you next time. Macabre Grimoire is a production of the SueEmpire.com. Learn more at macabregrimoire.com.